Hi there, thanks for joining us again. I'm Jonathan Healy. This week, we explore the joys of networking with one exception. Only women are allowed. And we hear from two startups, the first of which is designed to get careers back on track after having a baby. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com. One of the big challenges facing many busy parents in the modern workplace is finding the job that suits because anybody who has small kids knows it is an incredible juggling act. Sometimes that's not conducive to full-time work. My next guest on Red Business set up a company to deal with that in many ways. Karen O'Reilly is the founder of Employmum. Karen, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Jonathan. Tell me about Employmum. What does the company do? Employmum is a flexible recruitment agency. So what we do is we find flexible work for professionals and we're specifically geared towards professional parents. Um, So flexible work can be anything from remote work. It can be job sharing, compressed hours, flexi hours or just um, uh, project work for, for people who are who need flexible flexible hours. Now, someone like me who is 40, um, all of my friends are probably around the same age yeah. as me. They have many of the same concerns that I have and the regular thing that comes up, in fact, the first question is always, how are the kids? So if you have kids, it is a major part of your life well outside of work and probably the much more important part. Did did that give you the impetus to set this up, that you were having those conversations and you were hearing all of that? Absolutely. Well, what happened, Jonathan, was um, I was living in France. Um, I had um, a couple of businesses in France and I moved back four years ago. Um, my children were six and eight at the time. And um, I really wanted to find a flexible role that I could fit around my family because they were just getting used to going to school in Ireland. They were coming from French school. So I really just wanted to be there after school for them during that transition period. So I said, I, I'm a qualified accountant. Um, I had 20 years professional experience. So I naively thought I'd just go and find some flexible work for myself. You, you did that which we all, I am a valuable commodity. Absolutely. Who wants me? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to hire me <laughs> on a flexible basis? So when I went to look for flexible work, um, it just wasn't there. And I found that there was nobody there to help me find flexible work either. So basically that was it. That was my eureka moment and Employ Mum was born. There were employers, in fact all employers, maybe up to about five years ago, physically wanted to see you. They wanted to see you at a desk, almost as proof positive that you were working. Is there a change in mindset in some, if not all? Yes. Uh, well, presenteeism, which is, uh, I suppose, a dirty word where I'm coming from, um, is where people, uh, employers want their employees to be sitting at desks from nine to five and even longer. And that just really doesn't suit today's society. And that's we, a, it's a psychological thing on the part of employers. It is. It's a tr- There's an awful lot of the trust factor there. Um, to be honest, it's a catch-22 in some cases. Um, employers sometimes are open to the idea of flexibility, but they want you to prove yourselves before they'll give you that flexibility. So if you have been working in a place for X number of years or X number of months and you've proven yourself to be um, trustworthy, efficient, loyal, etc then they are prepared to give you the flexibility but not normally from the get-go I mean the, the idea of somebody say working from home which mm-hmm. is one of the things that you would, would yeah. try and encourage and, and, and get people to do the idea that employ, many employers say but you're 
she won't get out of her pyjamas. She'll be sitting there talking to clients, cup of tea in hand, and I can't tell if she's working hard or not. And and that's a big barrier for a lot of people it to cross. It is a, a big barrier. To be honest, Jonathan, when I started this off um, two years ago, um, I thought I was barking up the wrong tree. Um, employers just weren't coming on board. I was like, oh, this this isn't going to work. But two years down the track, employers are changing their tune. They are realising that if they don't offer flexibility, the good candidates are going to go elsewhere. They're going to go to the companies that are offering flexibility. It's the number one thing that people are looking for now in positions. Mm. And and is it easier to do it now? Because even if you went back two years, like broadband is a constant scourge. Yet I think that most people now have a better type of broadband than they would have had a couple of years ago. The idea of having a line that's not compatible with doing work from home is kind of gone. People yeah. people can get better access and as a result can work from home. Absolutely, yeah. Technology allows us now to, to work remotely. But remote work isn't the only option, I suppose, for flexible work. Uh, we would find a lot of part-time work for people. Um, you know, like working from half nine to half two every day is the perfect solution really for the, the working parent. Um, also compressed hours, if you can do four, five days work in, in four days, it's another good option. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you work longer than eight hours on the four days? Or yeah. are, you, are you just telling them you do? Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, if the work gets done at the end of the day and the results um, prove that uh, you, you are working hard and efficiently and productively, um, it doesn't really matter where or when or how you do that work, really. You know, if, if you were looking at the results that are, 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 mm. are being shown. So the idea of having the office, the traditional office, is that not going to be the same in the future, that we're not always going to have everybody there clicking in nine to five. I mean, I'm watching Mad Men. I I missed Mad Men the first time around, but I'm watching it now on Netflix. And it is that weird thing, even in this high-powered advertising agency in the 1950s, where they come in at nine and he's on the 5.31 train home every evening. Yeah, yeah. The future of work is going to look very different, I think, Um, as as I said again, with technology. And the millennials that are coming up are demanding flexibility. But you can't give in to them. (laughs) God, give them nothing. They're they're a lazy bunch altogether, aren't they? (laughs) You can't say that now, John. (laughs) And, well, to be honest, um, my candidates, which would be, on average, the, the working mom who has 10, 15 years experience. They're probably coming back to the workplace They're as opposed to, to starting yeah. out, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So what we, what I did find at the beginning actually was um, because my market was um, professional mums was that um, confidence was a major issue for, for women going back to work. Um, so I have um, brought on a panel of coaches now that support me throughout Ireland. So I have coaches in every mm. major county in Ireland. Um, so I can refer candidates who come to me who I feel need a bit of coaching or need to get their headspace in the right area. And how difficult is that? Because I, I've noticed the one thing in this country is we seem to have become emotionally attached to meetings. That We have to have a meeting about a meeting that's followed by a meeting and maybe mm. after that a decision might be taken following the subsequent meeting. Mm. Is is that something that a lot of the people who are re-entering the workspace are finding, good God, where does all these meetings come from? Yeah, meetings and networking. You know, networking is a new religion as far as I can see. And and to be honest, networking can are be a Are you an advocate? Are, are, do, you, do you attend the Church of Networking regularly? I do actually. I am a member of a good few networks, um, particularly the very good one here in Cork, Network Cork. It's for women. Um, so um, I'm the treasurer of Network Cork actually. They they, they saw me coming. Oh yeah, I was going to say, well yes, you have a background in accountancy you say, well how yes. can we use that? Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, for, like, so like I would recommend that most job seekers would join a network, actually, um, which is a very um, good way of getting the word out there that you're looking for work. And now, I have to I have to talk about gender here because mm-hmm. your company is called Employ Mum. Mm-hmm. Do you exclusively employ mums? Because there's probably men in this modern work environment that we live in who would probably want exactly the same thing as some of the female clients that you've been dealing with. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, obviously our, our um, agency is open to all sexes. Um, we have a lot of men on our books. Um, we Predominantly women because that's the market that we've gone for but we obviously do, um, or we are open to taking mom, dads and and parents. Then you don't have to be a parent either. Uh, we actually have a lot of grandparents as well who feel that they're at a certain age in their mid-50s or whatever and they still have a lot to offer. Um, so, yeah, our agency is open to all. Yeah. What's the Returnship Programme? Because you have something specific. It's an intriguing title. What is it? Yes, it's like an internship for people who are coming back to work. So if you've been out of work for X number of years, um, you have that um, lack of confidence, your skills may not be up to date and um, you, you're really finding it hard to get back into the market. So a returnship, it works like an internship. So you come into a company and we've got a number of companies on board for this. Um, you work for six months and you are um, assigned a mentor who will help you through the barriers that you may perceive are there to you come back to work. you get paid for this? Yes, you okay, do get paid. Okay, that's important. Yes. Yeah, we're not in a job bridge area no, here. No, okay, no, no. Okay, that's fine. Well, it sounds fascinating and it's a really good idea because there's so many people, as I said at the outset, who might have taken a couple of years out or who the kids had intervened and mm. they had a nice couple of years but they're bored and they want to get back in and they feel there's an awful lot more they can give which is I think the real space that, that this can thrive in. The website, if people want to look it up, is? The website is um, employmum.ie and uh, we're on all social media platforms as well uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah. Karen O'Reilly, founder of Employmum. Thank you very much for all that. You're going to stay with us now because we have a panel coming up. We talk about the networking, but that Network Ireland thing, they, they must have heard us that they're coming in to talk about the idea of women in business. So stay with us and we'll talk to you again in a little while. Look forward to it. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business, improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com. One of the things we're going to do on Red Business in 2018 is talk to a lot of startups to find out just what's out there and who's doing what. And Eileen Kennelly is with me now in studio. Eileen Kennelly, hello. Hello, how are you? Lovely to have you with us here. What does Attitude Technologies do? So Attitude Technology is a new um, Irish company in Cork. Um, so we've introduced a new brand to the market called Paw Trails. Um, so basically what Paw Trails does, it's a new smart collar and it's linked with um, Paw Trails app which is free to download on your smartphone. So are we are we following our pets? Is that what this is designed for? Basically, yes. Yeah. So we, we are stalking our pets. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, it's it was a matter of time before somebody came up with something like this, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it's the core company that's doing it. Uh, everybody on their social media feed will constantly see things about, have you seen Fluffy? Fluffy was last seen in this area. We fear Fluffy, the worst has happened to him. Is this designed to prevent Fluffy from getting lost? Yeah, so basically that's the main function. So it's um, a live tracking GPS. Um, So how it works is basically when you download the app, when you connect the smart collar to your pet and you download the app, you can basically live track the location of your pet. Um, And I suppose another main function to it is the safe zones. So for instance, um, if I have my pet out in the back garden and I set this perimeter as an area, basically, I don't want them to leave. But if they do leave this area, I get a notification on my phone to say, for example, Max has left the safe zone. 
So that's probably the main function and it's probably the most popular function. But there's Mm. three other functions. So we have a health monitor. So we worked with um, a Cork vet um, who basically implemented um, a series of questions in the app um, to determine whether your pet is underweight, overweight or the ideal weight. And then based on the result that you get, you're then given recommendations from this vet on how to improve or maintain this weight. So it, it, it's not your weight, it's the weight of the animal we're talking the way, about Yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, okay. the weight of the animal. Oh, I know. So it's very much based on the animal. Uh, what happens if your animal tends to stray more than you'd like him to? So you mentioned poor old Max there. If Max, if Max every five minutes starts going outside the boundary, does that mean I have to adjust the boundary or I have to adjust Max? Well, I suppose... For instance, like I said, if it's in the back garden, what it does is it notifies you when it, le- it leaves the zone, but then you can live track it. So basically you can follow them wherever they go. If he does go missing, that you can see him on the map exactly where he is. Um, and now how does this connect back up? Is there a, is there a little SIM card in the collar? Is it just a, G- a, a GPS tracker or how does it work? So it's a GPS tracker and there's also an activity monitor in it. So it's a 3D sensor which monitors the activity of the pet as well throughout the day. Now I'm and getting these- a lot of little doggies are small. Is it a big collar or is it quite... Is it we have three different sizes. Okay. So they're small, medium and large. But um, just to answer your first question that it is, it's SIM card. So the SIM card is what links it to your phone. So in other words, you have a SIM card built into it. So it's, kind yeah. of, it's, it's like it's constantly on then. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. But I suppose... It's nothing you can see. It's all built into the collar. Like I know a lot of GPSs out there that you have for your pet, you can attach it onto the collar. But the good thing about our collar is it's everything's interlinked and you can't see anything. Mm. How difficult was it to develop the app? Because the app is always a complicated business if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So did yeah. you get someone in to build the app for you or, or did you do it yourselves? Um, so we have a technical department in the company and there's five of them and they develop the app and the website side of things as well. So it's all it's all built and integrated and designed in Quark. For Windows and Android and all of the different app stores at this stage, is it? It's Yeah, Android and iOS phones. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the strategy here? Because this product, by the sounds of it, could mm-hmm. be sold Anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got target market initially Ireland, then the UK, then the world? Or are you straight out globally? Well, we're starting in Ireland, but um, there's already interest in the UK. So it's while initially we were saying that we'd start in Ireland, it's kind of going to be starting in Ireland in the UK. So it w- went live on the, 8th of, on the 8th of December, but there's interest from the UK. So I think it will expand rapidly because... I suppose it's a collar and an app that isn't out there and it's a very different and unique. And there is, as I said, there's multiple features to it. So there's kind of something for everyone. Do, do you have a dog? Sorry? Do you have a dog? I do, yeah. Okay, so is, has your dog been practised? Has, has, he, yeah. has he been one of the guinea pigs here? <laughs> he was. And how did he feel about this? He was okay, yeah. He he he, he implemented it well, actually, so it was great. <laughs> and what did you, as a, a, never mind being the marketing manager for Attitude Technology, how did you find it as an experience as a dog owner? Brilliant. Yeah, because I suppose my dog, that's the good thing about the company. Um, A lot of us are pet owners. So we kind of knew the struggles with pets. We knew 
what pet owners are complaining about, what's the problem. So like my, my dog would stray a lot. So straight away I could get him up in the app. Like we could have been out hours looking for him, you know, whereas with the app, it's brilliant because you can actually just, you can look at the app and you know the location straight away. So yeah. it's brilliant. So it's handy enough. You give that. Have you worked out one for a goldfish? Because that's my, that's the only pet I have at home. He doesn't stray too far. <laughs> just the bottom of the tank. Well, funny enough, you said that where, because the company is Attitude Technologies. So this is the first um, brand that we've ident- introduced, I suppose, to the market. But we are looking at other alternative GPSs. So I'll, I'll put that, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that to the but guys. Could, are, you, are you just like, I'm just thinking you could have the same issue with a cat. So is, yeah. is, is there a cat version? So initially it's for dogs because there's no breakaway clasp. Because obviously when a cat's up the tree, the, the new stuck. collars need yeah. to have the breakaway clasp. But it is something that we will be um, introducing as well is the ca- collar for cats. OK, so just to sum up, Attitude Technology based out in the South Ring Business Park on the Kinsale Road. How many staff there right now? Ten. Ten now and the yeah. app rolled out only in December. So we expect a lot over the course of the next couple of months. How many units are you planning on shifting or is that a sec- state secret? Um, A lot. A lot. <laughs> That's a good answer when you're trying to avoid it. Eileen Canelli of Altitude Technology, thank you very much for joining us in Red Business. Thanks a million for having me. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com. So we heard earlier on, of course, from Karen O'Reilly of Employ Mum, who we didn't really let out of the studio because we're a bit mean that way. Karen, hello again. How are you doing, John? I'm very well still. And uh, Donna Mannion has joined us now from Clayton Hotel. Hello, Donna. Hi, Jonathan. Teresa O'Sullivan from Douglas Law. Hello, Jonathan. And we have Gillian McGrath from Change, Grow, Succeed. Hi, Jonathan. So good you gave it three names. Yeah, (laughs) I'm intrigued and we'll come back to what those uh, all mean in just a minute. But the reason you're all here in studio right now is because you are members of Network Cork, which is an amazing organisation that promotes women in business. Donna, I can't do justice in giving a proper explanation. So tell us a little bit more about Network Cork and what it does. So I suppose Network Cork, it's an organisation with over 200 members. They're all businesswomen from Cork. Um, it's a, a fantastic organisation to be a member of. I suppose it just strengthens your relationships with people in the business community. Um, it widens your horizons. Um, I mean, it enables us to gain fresh ideas from fellow members. I mean, we all face challenges in business. Um, so, I mean, it's great that you have that um, network of people that you can communicate with. You can get fresh ideas. You can, you know, share a problem. Mm. Um, but there are other organisations, networking organisations that are out there. There's there's the BNI, there's lots yeah. of other what's so unique Teresa about Network Cork that, and indeed Network Ireland that, that, that gives women that little bit more of help that perhaps they wouldn't get elsewhere well we're also members like of Chamber and uh, Women's Inspire and the thing about Network Cork was we set up in business in October 2015 three women partners in a law firm and so Network Cork is for women it, you know it's a, it's a support group for women in specifically for women in business and so we um, joined it and then I was lucky enough to win the emerging business section of it um, earlier in 2016 so for us what it did was it gave us a focus and um, because of the competition as well um, it allowed us to see where we were going, to meet other women in business, to see the challenges that were facing them, the um, opportunities that were out 
there and we have found it to be very you know to meet, meeting other women it's great to have the support you know? Karen we were talking earlier on Karen O'Reilly about networking and how you know this has become quite the buzzword I won't tell the others what you said about them but when you said <laughs> uh, that you know you got involved uh, with Network Cork and uh, Network Ireland it, it did make a difference so from what Teresa is saying did you find with your business that we talked about earlier that it did help Absolutely as a solopreneur as I was at the time uh, and now employing somebody um, it was just so fantastic to go into a room full of women and women coming from all different backgrounds. So we have solicitors, we have coaches, we have people in marketing, PR, and they all had their um, their own I suppose, advantages to bring to the network. But you can mingle with these women and gain lots of valuable information in a relaxed format. Um, it's a very, very friendly network. Now, uh, and you, actually, people, the women who are in it, they actually all really do want to help each other. Yeah, see, yeah. I, Andy, I went into one of your events previously. I said, there is no way. This is going to be, you know, I, I like the Rose of Chile, where they're all saying, oh, we love each other and it's great to be, and they really hate each other. But you genuinely seem to get on with each other, do you? Don't yeah. all answer at once. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think, you know, it's a safe space. And I mean, if you're looking for, we'll say for you know, if you're looking for somebody to do, we'll say, coaching or that, you're going to go to your network list and say, oh yeah, I know, we'll say, Gillian, for instance, and I'm going to pick up the phone to Gillian. Because you have that relationship with them, I think it's a little bit easier rather than just going to your Google or go picking up your phone book and you say, coaching in Cork. You know, you have that personal relationship with, with the person. And I think at the end of the day, people do business with people. It's not with a, a company. I think it's with the person, the individual person. Well, aforementioned Gillian, Gillian mm. McGrath uh, from Change, Grow, Succeed. My first question is, could you not have come up with a more positive name for your company when you set about <laughs> uh, beginning out on the journey? Well, it suggests dynamic, surely, Jonathan, doesn't it? I was being um, somewhat facetious. No, I, I, I mean, I could preface that with saying, you know, coaching.com was already taken when <laughs> I went to look. So for me, it was all about, well, what does, what, what does my practice, what, what does it represent? And for me, it's, it is about making those changes, those teaspoon size changes. It's about personal growth and ultimately it's about results, success and empowerment. And are, are those issues that while they are not specific to any gender, that a lot of women in business will face. Because as we were talking about earlier with Karen, when some women take time out to have kids or whatever, that it becomes a bit more of a challenge to get back in. There's nothing wrong. Uh, nothing has changed since they were successful members of the workforce before, but it's just a little bit harder to get back into it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I, I see certainly with with a lot of my clients, um, and, I, and I work closely with Karen, um, with moms and women who've taken time out and who want to get back into the workplace, it's this feeling of redundancy. So they're accomplished, educated ladies, but who haven't been in the workforce for maybe three to five years. So it, it's that feeling of redund- feeling redundant. So I would do a lot of support and work with those ladies around confidence building, around, you know, mapping out their, looking at their transferable skills, doing a bit of a deep dive on um, what their interests are. Um, and again, my clients, I suppose the feedback would be that they find the process quite energising and uh, empowering. Um, Let's talk about that because 2017 was an interesting year. Uh, The Me Too hashtag obviously exposed a lot of problems in certain sectors in theatre, but, you know, it started a wider conversation about you know, what goes on in terms of misogyny and, and the types of attitude that would have been held by men in the workplace. Is it a better place now? Are we in a better place, do you think, Donna, uh, having had the year we've had that, you know, this kind of conversation can be had if something inappropriate happens that women 
can now say it, that yes, this is inappropriate. I think definitely, yes. And is it a better thing, Theresa, that we're there? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think that, you know, the openness, the more open and uh, it's more open and transparent now, all of these issues and people, women feel the freedom to say them. Um, but I would agree with Donna in terms of, say, somewhere like Network Cork. You need a safe space as well to be saying these things. And it is good to have other women to um, discuss them with to maybe sound each other out um, and in that way then a, a women's network is a, is a good place you know so I would agree that yes it is a better place but um, I'm not so sure we're there yet. Yeah I mean there's probably a lot of work to do on it it's, it's the conversation that's around it and is that something you, I, I always got the impression because I've been at a few network events that that's parked at the door you know I mean it, you do come in and it's, it, it is very much peer to peer when you're in there, you're talking to your peers from all the different sectors. Gender, while it's obviously there, isn't really relevant. It's, it's just the basis, the fact that here you have a group of people with similar interests, similar experiences who are, who are working through it, Gillian. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from personal experience, I, I can't say that because I'm a woman, it's ever held me back in my career. And I consider myself very fortunate to know um, a lot of fantastic training and development professionals and coaches who are both male and female. Um, so uh, I, I don't, my my personal experience is that gender hasn't hasn't held me back, mm. and I think that that that's a, the experience of a lot of people as well. Is it a misnomer that that that's out there? I mean, Karen, let's come back to you, who's dealt with a lot of people in a lot of different careers. Is, is that more of a kind of a stereotype that we need to just shift in twenty eighteen? Um, I think you know. I think it's a great time to be a woman. I think it's um, you know we are um, as you said more transparent these days, and we're more open to discussing topics that were definitely swept under the carpet before. Personally, my career hasn't been held back either by by my gender, but I know a lot of women who have had to, whether it be um, economic or geographical reasons, have had to take um, you know their step off the career ladder rung. Um, I, I think that's a little bit unfair. I mean, we were all we all started off in in our in our lives and our professional lives, men and women with the same dreams and aspirations. But then we hit our thirties, and the children came along, and suddenly it was left to the woman to mm. to hold the baby, you know. And um, then, but now I think we are coming back. Flexible work is becoming um, more prevalent. Um, employers are beginning to realise that if they don't offer flexibility, they're going to lose their best talent. And, you know, losing, you know, a good percentage of your workforce is a ridiculous situation to be in when you're, you know, training and educating these women to to essentially have babies. And, well, and particularly when they want to come back, most likely. It's yeah. just that the environment isn't created for them in which they can come back. And I know I often talk about people who have young daughters who, and I don't know who in the room here might have a young daughter, but that that, you know, this is generation now that is dealing with the issues that are now but hopefully a lot of those generations will just have been a lot of those issues will have been shifted when that younger generation comes up and it won't be as much of a thing not that there won't be a need for network but maybe you might be discussing something slightly different I, I agree with you but I also would think that we women and men we have a role in in enabling that and enabling this balance you know so we're we're saying that yes we hope we'd like to think that our daughters and their daughters, um, it might be more of an equal playing field perhaps, but we have a role right now to to enable that and, and play a role in that. I'd agree with that. And I think that culturally in Ireland, um, I, I can't speak for anywhere else, and particularly because of the areas that I practice in, in, um, in probate and in family law, I see the, the difficulties that people encounter. And 
Um, for example, in practice, I'm finding that there are men who want 50% of the access to their children. And it is very difficult to explain to them why a court mightn't just give it to them as of right. Mm. That, you know, that there is that bias in favour of um, women with children. And I think that culturally as well, maybe women need to look at their own role um, and couples need to look at their the roles within their families and that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a bit like the divorce referendum. You know, there was, you know, in Ireland, um, there wasn't a, an acceptance that divorce, you know, was going to be OK. And now we have lots of mm. um, divorced couples and blended families. And, and the sky didn't fall know, in. Uh, no, and it has led... I check, I check to on a regular basis <laughs> to make sure the sky is still there. It, it has led to changes, uh, you know, culturally within how, how our family dynamics work. Yeah. And I think that part of supporting women in business or in their careers is family dynamics. Look, it's an evolution and, and you know, we are at a better point in evolution now than we were even a decade ago and that, and that is to be celebrated. The one thing about Network uh, Network Cork in particular, yes, there are very serious matters discussed, but it's great out crack as well. You have these meetings where you come along and you, you get to Network. Okay, well, congratulations on everything that Network Cork has achieved because it is a great organisation and a very important part of Network Ireland, which is the uh, the national organisation. So Donna Mannion from the Clayton Hotel, Theresa O'Sullivan from Douglas Law. Uh, we had Karen O'Reilly, of course, uh, with her company Employ Mum and Gillian McGrath from Change, Grow, Succeed. Thank you all very much for joining us in Red Business. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks Jonathan. Jonathan. My thanks to all my guests and to Nia Hennessy who produced. Don't, sub- don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com The Neil Prendeville Show. Hi there, I'm Neil Prendeville. If you enjoyed Red Business, then why not subscribe to the podcast for The Neil Prendeville Show? We've got Cork's biggest conversation going. Subscribe on iTunes to Neil Prendeville on Cork's Red FM or get the details on redfm.ie.